0: I'll keep going, and um, I graduated with that, and then uh, toured around a little bit with some theater companies, traveled around the country, and then I traveled out to LA, uh, where I was living the pagan dream, uh, dream or nightmare, I guess the case would be, uh, but thankfully someone reached out to me the first week I was out to out there, and uh, my life turned upside down. I was actually baptized on April 27th, uh, 2003, I think we have a picture of that up there, there it is, you can kind of see me. That's all the sin coming out of the, coming out, hold me under, uh, in the darkness. Uh, but it was a nice jacuzzi out in California. Uh, but later on, I was asked to go into the ministry, and uh, something I, I never expected to do, but I was asked, you know, to be in the ministry and then uh, be in a situation like this where I'm actually speaking on stage. That's not what I thought I'd be doing on a stage uh, was preaching the word, uh, if you know what I mean. I thought I was going to be talking about other stuff, but with God, anything is possible. Amen. Uh, i got a lovely wife now, married to uh, Bethany over there, and uh, we're going to be having a baby girl in December, early December. So again, with God, anything is possible. I'm going to be having some in-house sensitivity training. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be something. By the way, thanks for everybody, uh, she had a, a baby shower last week, so thanks for everybody that, that helped out with that, would, uh, encouraged her, which meant, which meant I was encouraged, because you're encouraging her, and uh, we even ended up with a, a nice little owl cake, uh, it was really good. Uh, so just thank you for all the, uh, the encouragement on last week's uh, baby shower. Uh, if you missed the baby shower, you can still encourage us, it's okay, you can still love up on us, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. But today I get to talk about the Jesus habits. And I know I've been hearing a lot about the Jesus habits. So it's great that uh, uh, you're going through this. I'll actually be talking about the habit of obedience. Obedience. You know, there's something about that word. Obedience. It just kind of, I don't know, it makes you just want to kind of brace yourself a little bit or or bow up. I I don't know. It's uh, what's coming when you hear the word obedience obedience certainly there are habits that are a little bit uh more appealing that jesus had Uh, kind of like the the habit of jesus walking around with sandals on That's a pretty nice that's a pretty nice habit i can walk around in sandals in the summertime i like that one or the habit of going to banquets that's a good habit go to parties that's kind of fun or even the the jesus habit of food multiplication Get out some bread, some fish, you know, start throwing out some bacon. Oh my gosh, that'd be a good habit to have, bring out the bacon wherever you're at. But obedience. In Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to everything I have commanded you. A lot of times we read these scriptures and we like the going. I like to go places. That's kind of fun. But the teaching to obey can be a little bit hard, or, or even more so the, the learning to obey. That can be kind of a challenge. But what does obedience look like? Certainly we can see Jesus and, and John the Baptist in Matthew 3, and we see Christ's humility for the John the Baptist. And then we see Jesus and the devil in Matthew 4 when the devil's tempting Jesus. And Jesus says, no, I'm not taking any shortcuts. But some meanings of obedience that go along with the Greek words. There's listening, observing, keeping, being attentive, compliance, yielding and conforming, submission, complete, not partial, and not delayed. But sometimes looking at the the opposite of the word or the antonym can help bring a little bit of understanding. Partial obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Not listening attentively is disobedience. Not keeping. Taking shortcuts. Not conforming. Not submitting. (laughs) All forms of disobedience. And I gotta admit, that's second list of disobedience, that looks a little bit more attractive to me, especially after I've had a a hard week, ooh, I'd really like to take a shortcut right now, ooh, I'd really like to not conform, I'd rather rebel against what's going on, but what are the results when I disobey? Maybe it's a quick fix, maybe a a momentary uh, satisfaction Probably going to create some some weird relationships, maybe some job problems, you disobey your boss, education problems, even some fines or some tickets, those aren't fun. But what are the results when I'm obedient? More importantly, if we're looking at his habits, and and that's who we should be looking at is, is Christ, why was it so important for him to be obedient? Why should we break habits of disobedience to develop such a hard-working habit? Well, point number one, obedience made him the real deal. Obedience made him the real deal. In Matthew 23, it says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. The teachers of the law, I mean, they were known in that day to, to say things, but to not live it out, to not do what they said. You know, it can be disappointing when you find out someone's a, a hypocrite, can it? It can be disappointing when you find out someone's a, a fraud. It's like how I went for this cliff bar snack one time. I'd been exercising because, you know, obviously I work out a lot. I was at the sports day. But I was hungry and I wanted a snack. And there was this box of cliff bars, chocolate chip cliff bars. And I went and, and I reached to, to grab one and it's, it's chocolatey chip goodness. I'm like, oh, I get a, a little snack for my hunger, and I, I pick it up, and I'm like, this feels a little light. Something doesn't, doesn't seem right, and I notice it's a, it's a complete package, but there's nothing in there. It's completely full of air, and it's just, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny now, but at the time, I was pretty frustrated. I was hangry. i was like, "Where's my Cliff Bar? Where is it? It's just air." That's the same way when we're when we're not obedient. It's just like we're full of hot air. That's what a life without obedience is—not being real, no substance. Just trying to, to present something nice on the outside. whoa, it looks really great on the outside. But then you get to it, it's not complete. There's nothing there. In Matthew 7:21 it says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Jesus says people will will talk it up and, and sound convincing. Ooh, ooh, I'm a cliff bar. Come get me. Ooh, I'm a cliff bar. But yet there's nothing there. And he wants us to be the real deal. He doesn't accept less. In verse 24 of the same chapter, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Put the words into practice. Keep the commands, is what Jesus says, to be a wise builder. Me and my wife, we've been looking at at houses uh, in the DFW area please be praying for us we like it here we would like to stay here never know what God's gonna do but as we're looking at houses there's no way I'd wanna buy a house that's built on sand there's no way yes sir I I'd like to look at the the sand house again oh yeah that looks pretty good no not the rock one no not the solid one i want the sand house that's that's not where i want my wife to live that's not where i want my my future daughter to live i don't think they're going to be very secure in a house that's made of sand but jesus is trying to show us that that we can have lives that are solid and steadfast if we obey and put into practice well how do we know jesus lived this out as a habit Besides reading the rest of the Gospels, let's read the next verse. In verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. Why? Because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Now, now how were they? They were full of hot air because they didn't practice what they preached. Jesus was genuine. He lived it out. Matthew 7 12 says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Do to others. Jesus did to others. In in everything, he obeyed. In everything. I know that's hard to wrap our minds around, but, but in everything, he obeyed. I mean, he forgave, he served. When it was uncomfortable. He was purposeful. He was pure with women. And yeah, I know we could say, well, well, he didn't have internet back then to have to deal with. Still there's a temptation, there's still those thoughts. Could have fantasize, could have slept around, but no, in everything. He was pure. Think about a a conflict I had with my wife recently, a, bu- a bump. A bump we had. I don't remember all the details. Ask her if you want to know all the details. (laughs) It's amazing how that works, huh? We had this bump, and I I was tired, and I got angry, and then I I started shutting down. Shutting down, disengaging, just being angry. And it's tough in those moments when you're just feeling to obey. When you're feeling angry and you just... But obey. When you're feeling that temptation to... But obey. In everything, obey. And I need help to live this way. I need help from you so that I don't be a hypocrite because I don't want to be a hypocrite. And we also need help from each other to help each other out, not to be liars, not to be hypocrites, but to be able to obey. And it's great because God has actually given people right around us in our Bible talks groups, in our city groups that can help each other out. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 it says, "We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person." The verse says, "You're a liar." If you say you know him, but you don't do what he says, how good are you at at doing what he says? Are you being a liar? I know that was me before that baptism picture. I mean, I knew about God. But I wasn't doing anything he was asking me to do. And I didn't want to be fake, and I, I, I'm glad the brothers got with me, studied the Bible with me, and helped me out. And I don't want to be fake now. I want to be real. I want to be real deal, like Jesus, which means I need to obey and practice obedience. Amen? Ooh, that was kind of like a amen. That wasn't like a really loud, hey, it's, it's all right. Hey, I got, I got some more points here. I know. I got some more points here, so we'll keep going. Point number two, obedience made imperfect. Obedience made imperfect. In Romans five nineteen, it says, For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Disobedience, a meaning of hearing amiss versus hearing, observing, complying, Conforming to God's standards. We see what Jesus was able to do by, by conforming to the Father and his word. You know, often we have a, a hard time listening, don't we? Or paying attention. Especially, you know, we're, we're talking to someone, and, and we're starting to talk to someone, but then we think about the conversation we just had, and and we're still kind of feeling affected by that or thinking through that one and we're talking to this person and then, and then we start thinking about the conversations we're about to have and then maybe we, we see someone else or our, or our, our phone buzzes because we're getting a text and we're like, huh, who's texting me? Or, or then a reminder goes off and then we're like, oh, what, what else is coming up? What's going to happen next? And, and it's just all of a sudden we're talking to someone and we're like, what? What did you just say? <laughs> we, just a, we just have a hard time. Talking to people sometimes, and, and not the talking part. We got the talking part down. It's the listening part. And unfortunately, that's how we can be with God. Can have a hard time listening to God. Even when you're trying to learn about God, you can get so caught up in, in the advice you want to hear. You're just trying to listen to your own thoughts. Or your translations of what you want to hear. Let me, just, let me just get the translation I want to hear. Yeah, I'd like the, the new, new, really new, uh, super study, cross-referenced, English, Americanized, standardized, contemporary, non-contemporary, contemporary, revised, re-standardized again, renewed, kingly, non-kingly version of the Bible. I just get so caught up what we want to hear and God's like can you just listen can you just listen can you pause your thoughts can you turn off your, your devices can you turn off your your social media just so you connect with his social network with his spirit can you just observe can you just be attentive in Hebrews 5.8 it says son though he was he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey Him, becoming a source of salvation? It's a, it's a pretty big deal. And obviously, you know we can't replace being the source, but our, but our obedience guides other people to the source, and it leads us to perfection in Christ. In Matthew twenty six thirty six, it says, "Then Jesus went with His disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and He said to them." I think the easiest example of obedience we can see is what jesus did leading up to and dying on the cross my father i'm i'm feeling the sorrow i'm feeling these things is it possible to take this cup away this cup of wrath so i i don't have to go through this i have to take on the sins he surrendered his, his physical body his emotions his opinions his preferences i mean we look we love our opinions and preferences don't we but he submitted his preferences he listened but as you will I say this is the easiest example we can see the reality is he was he was already doing this for 30 years with the little moments every day no sin but as you will every day last month we went to Bethany's grandma's funeral my grandma as well, but her biological grandma. She was a disciple in the Nashville church, ninety-one years old. I was just impacted by the the sharing that went on. Her obedience in in staying connected even with health challenges. Her obedience in her inner thoughts. I mean holding on to scriptures. Her, her obedience in, in taking communion. Obedience in, in taking tithe. Obedience in, in continuing to learn. I mean, here's, she's lived 91 years old and she had all these books. and She was continuing just to, to read, to absorb knowledge, to learn what else she could apply. Listening to, to sermons, growing. Her obedience is inspiring. And what's more important is, is now she will be made perfect in heaven. Perfect in heaven motivates us to submit everything to him. Surrendering it all. Seeing the larger picture. Obeying the command to be unified and not just, Oh, I'm in the spirit, everybody! But actually being one in mind and in purpose with other disciples. Obeying the command to tithe in, in good and bad. Obedience in, in taking our worldly thoughts captive and thinking godly thoughts. Whether it's, it's negativity about ourselves, whether it's about life obstacles, whether it's about other people. Taking those thoughts captive. Obeying until we go on into heaven. Obeying to shape us, to mold us, to make us Perfect. And complete. Point number three obedience brings love. Obedience brings love. And this is my last point in case you have ADD and you're starting to wonder how many points are in this thing? Obedience brings love. You know, I think oftentimes we, or, or maybe it's just me, but we can have a kind of a split personality when it comes to love and love and obedience. It's kinda like we have the the love part. Oh love, Jesus, love, hippie, hippie Jesus. Yeah. It's like friendly, yeah. It's like little bird. Little bird. Tweet tweet tweet. And this like really hippie Jesus. And we have the obedience part where it's like work and and intense and radical. uh, work. Obedience. It's like we're split personality. At one point I played this character uh, named Brutus in the play Julius Caesar. And he, he kind of had some split personality issues there. But he had the, the love of friend Caesar, but he was also trying to be loyal to Rome. And he couldn't figure out, you know, I love my friend, but, but I think I have to kill him to help Rome. Which, definitely some issues there. He was definitely listening to the wrong people, the wrong crowd. Uh, ended up killing his best friend, and then that didn't help Rome either because he had this split personality issue. Jesus defines love and obedience together. Otherwise, you can't have either one. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. You know, even more directly, he spoke this in John 14. John 14 verse 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commands. And verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. You know, we see not only an, an equaling of love and obedience, but a but a cycle of love and experience. In verse 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. John 15, verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Obedience is is more than just doing something. Obedience equals love and and gives us a chance to experience godly love. And if you don't obey God, you will never truly experience love. You think you will. And there's probably some people in this group right now who are thinking, you know what, I don't know if I need to obey God to really experience love. And you can check out how society tries to find love. Love. Broken families, pornography, sleeping around, conflicts, shootings in schools. The world trying to find love, but they're, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. I was at a uh, Grimaldi's recently, eating a free pizza for my birthday. It's kind of a good deal, you get on their little coupon thing, and my wife helped me out with that, That's good. I we was sitting there and I was eating the eating the free pizza and all of a sudden Bethany's like, "Well, do you have a card to, to reach out to this waiter?" I'm like, "Well, I'm working on stuff on my phone. You know, I don't really talk to him. I'm just like, I'm in the midst of things. I don't want to reach out to this guy." I'm like, "All right," so so I get a card, fly her out, and like, "Hey, ma'am, you." me and my wife we we go to church well i've been looking for a church Duh. i'm like okay well you know we we live in irving i live in irving Ugh. All right, well thanks man. Hey, can I spend more time talking with you guys? Oh. You know, I'm realizing more and more that it's not, it's not how much I'm feeling or what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking, but it's, it's do I love God enough to obey his commands? Am I doing this because of my love for God? It's like, okay, yeah, I'm not feeling right now, okay. I know you suggested it, so obviously you're being a little more spiritual right now and I'm prideful, but whatever. But, you know, it's like, I need to do this for my love for God. And that's how obedience and, and love works. You shouldn't obey because it, it seems cool or it's, it's a list of self-improvements or it makes you feel better than, than someone else. Well, I've obeyed this, so I'm more awesome than you, Obviously shouldn't be based on feelings it's a cycle of relationship in which you have to obey his commands if you want to participate in the relationship and you have to obey it all it's not a not a pick and choose kind of deal or pick the more noticeable ones oh if i do these no one's going to say anything Or leave out the ones you think you can hide god knows Partial obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And disobedience prevents relationship with him. Obedience creates relationship with him and love. In 1 John 5, 3, it says, In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. You know, there's a lie That God's commands are burdensome. Before God, my life was a mess. And I can get that nostalgia in there like, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. It's a lie. God's commands are not burdensome. The last scripture, 2 John 1, 6. And this is love. That we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command... Is that you walk in love? You know, how am I going to walk in love today? How am I going to walk in love in fellowship afterwards? How am I going to walk in love at, at lunch? Am I going to be nice to people? Or am I just going to try to get my grub on? How am I going to walk in love in my household with my roommates? Am I going to walk in love with my roommates or, or my parents or kids or my spouse? How am I going to walk in love in my household? How am I going to walk in love with my coworkers? Got some good Bible talks coming up. We got a Singles Devo Friday. We, we saw the sign for the outdoor service coming up, and everybody was excited about that. What are we going to tell our coworkers about it? are we going to walk in love? How am I going to walk in love with my neighbors? Am I I going to have them over? Am I I going to take them some cookies? How am I going to walk in love with my ministry? Am I going to be present? Am I going to listen to one another? Build each other up? Be humble? Am I going to confess temptations and and sin? And be united with one another? No, there's more to obedience than just doing stuff. Last night, there was a, a, a fireworks show that started up right outside, of, right outside my apartment, October 3rd, you know, July 4th, October 3rd, that, <laughs> but it was cool, it was cool seeing the fireworks, and, you know, I heard the noise, I was like, what is that, and then I, then I saw the fireworks, it was good, it actually went on for, for quite a few minutes. I don't want to see our group being a group that just shines for a few minutes or a group that just is loud for a few minutes that's just hype i want to see our our brothers and sisters having substance being solid and steadfast with obedience and that that's what obedience will bring is substance jesus wants us to have the habit of obedience for our good It helps us to be real. It helps us to be perfect. It helps us to experience love. Let's choose to be thankful for all of Christ's habits. Thanks for listening.